Shalom. Yeah, yeah it's a great privilege to be to share with you once again the word. Today I will have no uh, PowerPoint, but because I want you to follow me in the word of God, because uh, we're going to meditate on the word in Acts chapter 2, verse 1 until verse 41. So I want you to open your Bible and just follow me as I share the word of God. So before that, I just want to tell you some background. <clears throat> because in this month, even in the last month, we are actually in the theme of empowerment, you know, in the kingdom of God. So we're still in the, uh, talking about the kingdom of God and the empowerment of the Holy Spirit to the, child, to the disciple, to the children of the Lord. And now is, uh, now is be, uh, being a witness, okay, being empowered to be a witness, to, be, uh, to evangelize. So today, uh, this, mo- this afternoon, I want to share with you, uh, the tit- uh, I-, I entitled my sharing about empowered for the expansion of the kingdom of God or empowered for evangelism. So a little background of this uh, Acts, book of Acts chapter 2, verse 1 to 41. So actually, Pentecost, uh, we could see this is the time on where the Holy Spirit, or they call it Pentecost, so descend upon the disciple. So what is the definition of Pentecost? Pentecost is actually, is the Christian celebration, Christian festival, celebrating the descent of the Holy Spirit on the disciple of Jesus after the ascension, after Jesus, you know, go, goes back or goes up in heaven. And it was actually uh, celebrate after the Easter. Normally celebrate uh, Pentecost after the Easter. But another, another one is in Judaism. What's the meaning of Pentecost in Judaism? It's actually in Judaism, the festival, it is a festival of weeks. Or they call it in Hebrew, Shavuot. I don't know how to pronounce, but the S-H-A-V-U-O-T, Shavuot. So it is actually a harvest festival that is celebrated seven weeks and one day after the first Sabbath of the Feast of the Unleavened Bread. So what is Shavuot? So Shabbat, actually, there are three festivals, the main festivals that the Hebrew or the, the Jews are celebrating. The first festival is actually what they call Pesach or the Passover. And the second one is, this is the one, the Shavuot or the weeks of Pentecost. And the third is the Sukkot or the Feast of Tabernacles. So here, uh, Shavuot actually marks the time that Jesus also marks the time where Jesus, where the Jews were given the Torah on Mount of Sinai. It is considered highly important historical event because, uh, and to them, Shabbat actually is sometimes called the Jewish Pentecost. So Pentecost comes from a Jewish harvest festival called Shabbat or Harvest Festival. So this time in Acts chapter 2 is the first Pentecost. So you could imagine because they are celebrating the festival of Shavuot. So the many people come. The Jews will come to Jerusalem to celebrate. 
So the first Pentecost, is, this is where they celebrate the, the, the disciple came to Jerusalem. And they were celebrating this festival when the Holy Spirit descended upon them. Because this is the promise of the Lord Jesus Christ to them. They are also asked them to wait, you know, to gather and wait and the promise will come upon them. So this is the background of the of the you know uh, of this Acts chapter two. So nowadays, if we will see uh, the, in the new modern Jewish, they don't really uh, celebrate this. I mean, they celebrate, but it's no longer as the old like they go back, they have to go back or fly back to Jerusalem. Nowadays, they celebrate wherever they are. So that's how they uh, celebrate nowadays. Okay. In the Jewish uh, rituals at the time, or okay, during this Pentecost or during this festival, you know, the first sheep of the reap of the harvest, okay, the harvest that they get is must presented, you know, to God during this time. So Pentecost is also called the day of the first fruit, okay? So now well, let's go to the, the book of Acts 2, verse 1 to 41. You know, I just want to, for us to understand, I just want for us to know what is the impact of the descendment or the, the baptism of the Holy Spirit to the disciple. And how are we going to relate it in our life today? Or what are, okay, let's go now to the events of the day. The first event that happened upon them is, you know, the, in, in chapter 2, verse 1 to 3, you know, the experience the rushing mighty wind, okay, during that time. Okay, let me read to you. Um, I, I'm going to use the NLT. On the day of Pentecost, maybe this uh, actually, uh, yeah, yeah, King James. So but I write here because it's easy for me to understand. Okay, on the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together, together in one place. And suddenly... There was a sound from heaven like the roaring of a mighty windstorm. And it filled the house where they were sitting. So you will see here, it, the, the, the sound, it was, the room was filled with a sound like the roaring of a mighty windstorm. So it is not physical wind that comes upon them. You know, you see here, it's the sound like the mighty uh, windstorm. So the sound that comes and fills the room and it filled the house where they were sitting. And then they will, then what look like, and then after that, the, after the sound of the windstorm, then the, what look like, look like of flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them. So this is the, the first events that happened on that day. And the second, yeah, of course, the second one, the, the wind, and after that is the tongues of fire that filled them up. And another event, yeah, after that, after the tongues, they are filled by the Holy Spirit. Okay, let me read to you Acts 2 until 4, 2, 3 to 4. Verse 3 to 4. Then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared unsettled on each of them. 
And everyone pres present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. So, that this time when, G when the disciple heard Jesus commanding them to wait for a promised baptism of the Holy Spirit that would empower them. That would empower them. So the purpose, what is the purpose of empowerment of the Holy Spirit in their life? So we will see that as we go through the word, okay? So they are actually in one accord. One uh, requirements, okay, one important requirements for us to be filled with the Holy Spirit is we need to be united. United in the Lord. We have to have the spirit of unity. In this church, uh, in the uh, BIS congregation, we are here gathered together. We are in one, gathering here in one fellowship. But there must be a unity of our heart and spirit that is the most important so that the spirit of God can come and fill us up. So you see here, they gathered together, sharing the same heart, the same love for God, the same trust in His promise, and the same place. Okay? So we are here, the same place, right? So we must have the same heart, the same love for God, and the same trust in His promise. This is very important. We must have the same heart, the same heart, for the Lord, the same love for God and the same trust in His promise. Aside from being here together in one place. Because this is one qualification on where the Holy Spirit will come and fill us up. He looks upon our heart. He looks upon our unity. Because it is very important for the next steps, uh, or the next steps of, our, uh, of our walk with God. Because this is just the first step here. The promise has been given unto them. And they, they had, they had uh, you know, passed the requirements to have one heart, one love for God, and the same trust in the promise. And they obey to be coming in one place. So the question for us here, before we can recognize, we can, because before we can be filled by the Holy Spirit, we need to recognize first that we are empty. You know, by gathering here in one place, together must gather in, with a prayerful heart. And, mo, and another thing is we need to gather in obedience. You know, because the, the disciple obeyed the Lord Jesus Christ. In our spiritual walk with God, for us to be filled always and be empowered by the Holy Spirit, it is very important that we have obedience always in our life. Every day of our life, we need to obey God. So when we say we need to obey God, we actually have to seek His heart first. Every day of our life, we need to seek the will of God so that we can obey. Because we, if we don't seek His heart first, if we don't seek His will first, we were not able to obey. We'll just do what we want. We just do our plan. But if we put you know, our time 
you know, our, our life to seek the will of God. Every day of our life, we need to seek. When we wake up in the morning, we need to proclaim the lordship of the Lord in our life. That He is our Lord, He is our Master, and we are blessed because of His Son, Jesus Christ. And we come to Him in humility and ask God, today is the day that you had made and I will rejoice and be glad in it. And today I humble myself before you. I want to seek your will upon my life. Guide me and lead me that I may obey your will. So the disciple just did that. He, they obey the command of the Lord because they know the will of the Lord Jesus Christ is for them to gather together in prayer, to gather together and wait upon His promise. So they have the trust in the promise of God. So for us to be filled by the Holy Spirit, this is very important. And they, need to, they have to recognize that they are empty. Remember, Jesus Christ goes back, you know, ascended to heaven, and they are left uh, alone. So how, uh, you can imagine how they will feel. They will feel alone and very sad. They will feel empty, actually. And that time when they heard the Lord Jesus go and gather together, you know, and wait upon my promises, upon my promise, they obeyed because they have the hunger. They feel empty because Jesus Christ is no longer with them. Jesus Christ is no longer with them to, you know, to walk with them, to teach them. But they believed the promise of the Lord. So they obeyed and wait upon the promise because they are empty. One requirement in our life to be filled by the Holy Spirit is we must really need to be empty. We need to really uh, set aside maybe all our, our strength, maybe our whatever that may hinder the coming or the infilling of the Holy Spirit in our life. We need to be empty. And we need to rely on the work of God. Actually, as I prepare this message, I read commentaries, I read, you know, and, and try to kind of, uh, uh, yeah, to check the background. And there's an encounter, you know, about the, the whole, when, during, in the Old Testament, yeah, there were, uh, they, they offer the, the lamb, they offer, uh, you know, a sacrifice. And the, and the fire, the fire from heaven will come down and consume the sacrifice, right? But nowadays, we don't do this anymore because it's already been done by the Lord Jesus Christ. It is the ultimate sacrifice that Jesus had done, you know. And suddenly the Lord had put in my heart, you know, the Holy Spirit represents the fire, right? The fire, the power of God, the fire came down from heaven as well. And, you know, came down to the, whole, the disciples. You know what? Nowadays, the Lord, you know, I don't know, but this is, this is what I, uh, you know, I got in my heart. The who is in you? Whom, who is the one whom you receive in your life before you become the, you know, born-again Christian? Who did you receive in your life? Jesus Christ, right? You receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And Jesus is the one living in your heart now. So when the fire from heaven comes down from the, you know, the Father, 
it comes and consume the 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 the, the you know the offering Jesus Christ that is in us us you know the, but the requirement is we need to humble ourselves just like Jesus did we need to surrender as Jesus surrendered himself to the father we need to surrender our life fully not withholding anything i said yeah lord you know the fire from heaven can consume us and empower us and fill us up to overflow because Jesus Christ is in us and he will consume that that the offering in us that lives in us the the, the Lord Jesus Christ hallelujah through the power of his holy spirit oh, what a great privilege for us the children of the Lord so during those time we will see how the holy spirit moves during those time you know it first mentioned that in verse 2 he says that suddenly suddenly there were a sound there was a sound from heaven so the holy spirit sometimes moves us or moves in our life without you know without us expecting suddenly he will just come unto your life he will just empower you you know sudden with a sudden touch of the holy spirit and the sound you know the sound maybe of course maybe you could it's not really you know maybe you can hear the sound the the word of god says that there is a sound like a wind wind storm that comes upon them and from heaven you know it is not created by anything from earth it is not the you know you the, you drum the you know to make sound or whatever you hit something but it's the sound from heaven that will come upon us and another one is it is mighty it is full of force it comes with great power this is how the holy spirit moves during those time and it's the same thing that the holy spirit will move in our life so this, that's the first in, uh, events and the second events okay so the when the second events is the people what is the people reaction what uh, and there they have a questions and actually you know the the doubts and uh, yeah they talk they were stunned actually so this this second event people were standing amazed and actually they start to ask you know how can this be how can this be and what can this mean in verse 12 how can this be in verse 7 there are a lot of people during the festival it's not only them there are a lot because there's a festival of uh, yeah passover so they hear the sound they themselves hear the sound and they hear the tongues when they speak different languages that spoken to you know that they heard their own language like those who are uh, from Parthians, Medes, Elamites, from Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, and the province of Asia, and the rest. They heard, they heard the sound, they heard the, the different language that the disciple has spoken, and they spoke their language. They were amazed, they were stunned. How can, how can these people speak my language? They are not from my country, they are not Judean, they are not they are not from Medes, they are not from Pompilia, they are not from Egypt. How can they speak? So they are amazed. Nowadays, when we are filled by the Holy Spirit, the people around us can be, they may feel 
stunned and amazed. But there is another reaction that we may receive as the disciple also received during this time in verse 13. They were ridiculed. They were ridiculed by people and they were told that, oh, they are just drunk. They are drunk. But in verse 13 says, but others in the crowd ridiculed them saying, they're just drunk. That's all. Not many will believe that what you had get is from the Holy Spirit. Because some will ridicule us. Some, some will ridicule you and say, oh, this is not from God. Oh, this is not, as other people say, oh, this is, not, this is only your imagination. This is only your makings. You only say, I can also do that. You know, they can make, make uh, words as well. But these are the normal reaction of the people around us. But the, but the reality is the Holy Spirit is real and true. And the results, they are filled by the Holy Spirit. And if you try to see the life of the disciple during those times, how are their life during the time where they are with Jesus? You know, during the the time when they are with Jesus, they are actually full of doubts as well. They themselves, you know, fighting one another. They themselves are, have the doubts. You know, they have jealousy because John is close to Jesus Christ. So they are, there is some jealousy there. And James and, you know, and, uh, is it John? That, uh, James and, yeah, they are fighting the other brother, fighting who will be the one sitting on the right hand of the Lord, who will be sitting on the left. There are the selfishness, the selfishness, the flesh is so strong in the life of the disciple. There are doubts, you know, and when, when Jesus Christ was arrested, Peter, who was saying that, I will, not, I, know, I will not leave you, I will fight for you, you know, something like that. But he is the one who denied Jesus first. You know, so you can see the difference before and after the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. And here is the result of what is the result of the baptism of the Holy Spirit during those times. The disciples were empowered, empowered to witness. They are empowered to evangelize about, they are empowered to witness about the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, the, the main purpose of the empowerment of the Holy Spirit is, for, is not for us to be, to be proud of it, to be known. Oh, I have the power. I can lay hands and you can, you can receive the power. I can lay hands and you receive the healing. That is not the real, you know, the, the main purpose why God had empowered us with the Holy Spirit. The main purpose as what the word of God has spoken in this book of Acts. It says that empowerment of the Holy Spirit is for us to be bold, to preach and teach the word of God, for us to witness about the Lord Jesus Christ so that there will be salvation for those who are not in the Lord yet. 
You see, Peter came out and stepped forward. He did not prepare any, any uh, message. He just come out and preached instantly. He did not prepare anything. He just come out after the baptism of the Holy Spirit. He just went out and boldly. Remember, he was afraid actually. He was afraid, you know, because of the, when Jesus Christ was arrested, you know, and he was, when, uh, uh, he was afraid to be arrested as well. So that's why they, most of the disciples just hide, you know, in one room and they just wait. They're so full of fear. They're so full of, you know, because insecure Jesus Christ is no longer, the leader is not there. So because they, they, they are longing for the, the promise, you know, and, they, and this, uh, when the promise came, the result, they're being empowered and they received the boldness. To preach, Peter did not prepare anything, but he preached with such boldness and such wisdom. He actually not prepared anything, but the Lord, the Holy Spirit, gave them the wisdom on what to preach. He spoke about, you know, during the old, what the Father, what the, the Old Testament had promised unto them through the book of Joel. And he witnessed that this is what the book of Joel was talking about the promise of the holy, the power that will come down to the people. And after that, he talked about Jesus Christ. And this is, he said, in verse 22, People of Israel, listen. God publicly endorsed Jesus, the Nazarene, by doing powerful miracles, wonders, and signs through him, as you well know. But God knew what would happen and his prearranged plan was carried out when Jesus was betrayed. With the help of lawless Gentiles, you nailed him to a cross and killed him. But God released him from the horrors of death and raised him back to life for death could not keep him in its grief. They witness that Jesus, they are the one who nailed Jesus on, on the cross. And they witness to them that Jesus did not remain dead. He did not remain in the tomb. But he raised up after the third day. He raised up. And this is what they witnessed. And they were talking to the people. Most of them, most of the people listening was peers. You know, because in verse 32 said, God raised Jesus from the dead and we are all witnesses of this. Now he is exalted to the place of higher honor in heaven at God's right hand. And the Father, as he had promised, gave him the Holy Spirit to pour out upon us just as you see and hear today. So they know that Jesus Christ, they've seen Jesus Christ going up to the Father and they receive because Jesus Christ himself promised to them, I'll give you the promise and you just wait, the promise of the power that will descend upon you. And this is the testimony that they give to the people. And, and, the, and the, the word of God says, the next verse, yeah, the people were actually being, you know, strongly uh, pierced by the word. The way the word of God. Okay, let me. Yeah, in verse 37, Peter's word pierced their hearts, and they said to him, to the other apostle, Brothers, what should we do? When the Holy Spirit, when you 
Uh, when you are filled by the power and anointing of the Holy Spirit and was led to preach the Word of God, the Word of God will speak and minister to the people whom you are sharing the Word. It is not us that will save the people. It is not our own words, our own knowledgeable words that will change the heart of the people. It is the Holy Spirit, the anointing, the empower, the Holy Spirit that had descended to the disciple are the one that pierced the heart of the people and enlightened them. It's the same thing in our life. When we, we need, we need to be filled by the power of the Holy Spirit. So when we share the word of God, the Lord, the anointing will flow through them. And they, the, they will be uh, convicted. And they will say, say it just like what the uh, disciple have heard from the people. Brothers, what should I do to receive Christ? What should we do now? So, and the next event that happened, 3,000 soul came to know Jesus during the time. 3,000 souls, and that's the beginning. We see the birth of the first church, the first church during the time. The church of God was born. Nowadays, the challenge for us, especially we, the Bethany Church Singapore, we are called as an apostolic and prophetic church. We have this DNA. We have this anointing because we believe in the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. Our senior pastor always preached about the empowerment, the third Pentecost. There are there are still much things that is awaiting for us all. It did not stop. It did not stop in the first Pentecost. There's still another, the second Pentecost is we're in the Azusa. And now Pastor, Pastor Nico was saying there's a third Pentecost. Are we going, you know, to prepare? Are we ready to receive, to, to really believe, to really follow that vision of our senior pastor? Of course, this is the vision not, give, not from senior pastor. This is the vision of the Father that many that many will be saved. Not anyone will be perished, but everyone to be saved. This is the reason why the Holy Spirit came down. Because by our own power, by our own knowledge, we cannot do anything at all. We cannot, we cannot move even the heart of people. We need the power of the Holy Spirit. Because if not, you know, other, other religions also can do that. But we are different because what is our difference? The Holy Spirit is in us. And this is the great privilege that the Father had given unto us through His Son, Jesus Christ. He wants us to be His instruments to bring one more person for Jesus. To bring our friend, our relative to Jesus Christ. But the only thing is, are we willing to allow the Holy Spirit to use us? Are we willing to, to, to be baptized by His power? Are we willing to humble ourselves and empty ourselves, surrender our life fully? Because we have, the, we have tasks. 
we have, com we have a command from the Lord, the Great Commission. We must not forget. Yeah, it, I know that you already heard this or maybe from other, from other pastors or maybe from your own personal devotion. And you know the Great Commission in Matthew 28, verse uh, 19, okay, or verse uh, 18 to 20. Maybe we can, we can read about, we'll, let's read this verse. Okay, I will read to you in NLT version. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. And behold, I am with you always. Take note, he is with us always to the end of the age. Why did Jesus say that he will be with us to the end of the age? Because of the Holy Spirit that he will give, that has given unto us. He is with us. Because if Jesus did not go back in heaven, he is alone. You know, he is alone doing the ministries, the one, you know, uh, being filled by the Spirit of God. So how can he, how, with his men, you know, one man, how can we reach out? He reached out the whole world. That's why he knows he needs to go back and he give to us the promise. And the promise of the Holy Spirit is in us. We need to acknowledge that. We need to see that the Spirit of God is upon us. And most of the time, we just take for granted. And one of the day, I'm not, I'm not scaring anyone, but this is, this is really the reality because it's the word of God says that one day we were face, Jesus face to face, right? And we will give account. And he will ask us, what did we do? Did we obey? You know? And, you know, of course, it's not at once that we will, okay, you will just go and preach, of course. No, that's why we need to come together in prayer. We need to come in unity of heart. In unity of the vision, with the vision of our pastor, with our leaders, we need to come in that unity with the heart of the Father, with the heart of Jesus Christ. And, you know, in the promise, believing the promise of the Lord. So because, so when, when the leaders of the church came and gave us the vision, the vision that God gave to them, we need to align to, with them in our prayer. We need to pray with them. And like, like with Pastor Nico, the third Pentecost, we need to align with his vision, the third Pentecost. It will, shall come to pass because this is the vision that God the Father had given him. And we are privileged because we are like the spiritual children, you know, the, the, the generation that under him. And we will receive that power as well. We just, we just declare, Lord, I thank you. I believe of this third Pentecost. I believe that you will fill me with your power and you can use me to be your mouthpiece to others. I don't know how, but, you know, you will just use me. We just surrender our life. We have to speak and tell God. We don't ignore the Holy Spirit that is in us. Because if we ignore, you know, he will grieve. He will be sad. He will be so sad that sometimes, you know, he just sit there, very sad in one corner. Of, of course, he will not leave us. He's still there. 
But the only thing is he's so sad. He is grieved. We grieve him a lot. And that's why when I said, you know, when I, when I uh, kind of uh, prepared this, I said, Lord, you know, what's the purpose? The Lord reminded me, what is the purpose of my empowerment? of the Holy Spirit. The purpose is for you to be empowered to preach my gospel, for you to be to be my witness. How are you going to be my witness? Because you will hear. You will hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. He will be your guide. When you read the word of God, he will be your teacher. He will reveal to you the heart of the Father by his you know by the by the power by his holy spirit you know you can hear maybe some of you can hear some of you will will see through your visions but definitely the holy spirit will teach us it will give us you know the revelation of what we are reading in the word of god it will speak through us and that's when it speak through us then we are able to share to others because when the holy spirit will not speak to us what can we share to others we will just, of course, the first thing that we, we can share to others is our life, how we were being transformed, how we received Christ as our Lord and Savior, how we came to know Jesus. But after that is what? What else that we can witness? You know, we can witness the goodness of the Holy Spirit in our life because every day of our life, we will experience Him. That's the purpose. We need to be empowered. We need to have an intimate relationship with Him, with the Holy Spirit. We need to talk to Him every day of our life. There are times, of course, definitely there are times that we can feel down. Sometimes we feel so dry. I also go through that. And I said, Lord, I feel like, you know, I, you know you, sometimes you got no strength to worship, you got no strength to pray, but we need to rise up by faith, it is not by feelings. We need to rise up by faith and start to declare, Lord, I am your daughter and you are with me. You are in me. You are not just with me, but you are in me. And I am, you have chosen me to be your mouthpiece. Therefore, you touch me now. I receive the fire. So we need to prophesy to ourselves. We need to talk to ourselves. We need to encourage ourselves. Just like the song, bless the Lord, O my soul. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, oh my. We need to command our soul to bless the Lord. We need to use our mouth because our mouth, through our words, then we will, uh, it will give the power, you know, to release in our soul. So the purpose of the empowerment of the Holy Spirit is to empower the disciple. Peter was empowered. He was the one so afraid. He was the one who just been restored by the Lord Jesus Christ. And he was the one who boldly preached the gospel and witnessing about Jesus Christ. Remember, he is the one who denied Jesus. He was so scared that he denied Jesus. But here, when the Holy Spirit empowered him, he was the one being so bold to proclaim who Jesus Christ is. He can, that's why in the, in the following stories of the New Testament, many of them get, get arrested, right? Because their, their, their preaching is so strong, so powerful, that intimate, intimidate the Pharisees. Because people are following them everywhere they go. 
the power of you know not just in the gospel but the power to heal the power to you know to restore is with them the power of the holy spirit is in them that's why the the you know the enemy okay the the time the je- the the, the piracy is so jealous upon them that you know they uh, they make them to be arrested put them in jail but you know you could see the life you know they are not they they they, they were not been uh, afraid what make them so bold what make them so impo- you know so full of knowledge of the lord it is the holy spirit so nowadays if when the if the lord can do that during those time he is the same god yesterday and he's still the same god today we just need to rise up just like the just like the disciple this is actually uh, you know just a very simple message for all of us maybe we heard many many time but there must be an awakening awakening time for us we need to wake up brothers and sisters we need to wake up because you know the world is getting dark and we hold we are the one who are the carrier of the light what are we doing with the light that we have are we hiding it because we are afraid for what people will tell us we are intimidated of our friend outside that we will not be the same like with them you know we will be rejected by them what are we doing with the light that god has given us because we are supposed to be the light we are the carrier the light carrier of the lord that we need to li- use this light to enlighten others but are, what are we doing what hinder us what did we do with our light do we hide it and what's the reason that we hide is it because of fear is it because of we are intimidated is it because of i don't know what's the reason but the challenge for us nowadays is we need to awaken awaken we need to rise up take out the light that god has given unto us don't hide don't hide that light and bring that light to bring enlightenment to those who are there who are who doesn't know christ never mind they may ridicule you they will say oh you are crazy oh you know you they may tell you many words just like what disciple had experience it's normal but we should not stop we should not stop sharing we should not stop sharing the the love of god we should not stop praying first is praying because when we pray the lord will move in the heart of the people we start first in prayer we pray for the person that we know that he doesn't know Christ yet your friend your families so the question and the challenge for us here where is the light of the lord that god had given unto you do you hide that light you hide that your light we need to use that light to enlighten others do not hide it let there be light you know let there be light amen let there be light to the darkness and who will bring that light we are the li- the hands of the lord to bring the mouth and the eyes and the feet of the lord to bring the light to the lost without us god chose us to be his he can do it but he chooses he chose us 
He commissioned us. He gave us the great commission to go and preach the gospel, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. What a great privilege. But we ignoring it. We think that, oh, it's only Pastor Nico or Pastor Gilbert. Oh, let the, let the pastors do it. You know, the great commission is not just for the pastors. It is for all the disciples of Christ. Are you the disciple of Christ? Amen. If you are the disciple, then go and go. Preach the gospel. Preach the word of God. We are called to preach the word of God. We are called to align to the vision of what our senior pastor had received from the Lord. We need to pray with him. So when we pray with him, the anointing will flow unto us. We need to be prepared. We need to be actively, you know, involved. First in your prayer. First in your declaration. Declare every day, Lord, you know, I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. I will not be afraid because your spirit is in me. But, the, you know, it helps me a lot. When I'm down, I do that. I, I like a crazy woman in my room. When I wake up, Lord, I thank you. This is the day you had made. And I will rejoice and be glad in it. I declare today, oh God, I am blessed. Your spirit is upon me. And you will give me the opportunity. You will open the door for me. And it, everything that God had promised in your life, you can declare it. And then your spirit actually will rise up. This is actually, it's personal. I do that personally because it's, it's actually true that we normally go to the dry, you know, you know times where we are so dry. Whom can we go to for us to be filled again? We can only go through the Lord, through the Holy Spirit. But God wants our mouths. The Lord said, open your mouth and I will fill it. So how are you going to open your Last time I said, Lord, and the Lord kept telling me, open your mouth, open your mouth, and I will feel how? Lord, I'm opening my mouth. So it's something like that. And the Lord, and God gave me the understanding. Opening our mouth is proclaiming the promise. We must say it in our mouth. Don't just, oh yeah, in your mind. You just say it aloud in your life. Proclaim it in our life. Then we will be filled so I hope this, uh, the challenge, I will uh, encourage every one of us. The challenge is, I want to ask you, is where is your light? The torch, the torch of the Holy Spirit that God given us. Where is it? Do you hide it? So take it out and let there be the light. Let us all be the light to this world so that the darkness will receive light. Amen. Hallelujah. So thank you. God bless Pastor. <laughs>